to the Who That Nation and welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast, your podcast for the New Orleans Saints here on the KB Radio Network. I am your host, Kevin Reed, and there's no rest for the weary as the Saints are preparing to host the Jacksonville Jaguars this Thursday night in the Caesars Superdome on primetime uh or in primetime should i say on uh prime video and i am still kind of eh, punch drunk from sunday <laughs> we haven't we haven't finished grieving over that <laughs> loss last week and here we are boom another game it, it's good and bad in ways it's good because it's a quicker resolution to that loss. You know, if you if you win Thursday night, uh, it's bad if you come off and lose again. And it's I don't know, man. This is this is going to be a very tough tough game. Uh, Jacksonville is not a pushover. They're leading their division, the AFC South, right now, and you know uh, they're fresh off of a playoff appearance last season. And I think they won a division last season, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a quick turnaround for Doug Patterson and uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they are on the up where to uh, for every yin, there's a yang and the new Orleans saints are on the down. Uh, the saints are second in the division right now with a three and three record. And, you know, it's a good thing that this division is trash because we will be, we'll be in so much trouble, so much trouble right now. But, uh, we're coming off a weekend where the entire division, I don't know how many times this has happened in the history of the NFL. I'm pretty sure that it has happened a lot, but I can't remember too many times this has happened to, in the NFC South where every single team lost on <laughs> on the same day every team uh Tampa lost uh who they played Detroit I believe they lost to Detroit uh uh the Falcons lost or was it the Falcons that played Detroit it, it doesn't matter who they all played anyway everybody lost and of course we lost to the Houston Texans by the score of uh, 20 to 13 last week. And let's quickly go over that game. Um, as I stated after the game, when we recapped that uh, debacle, I, I'm numb. I'm still numb. I'm still dejected. I, I'm like, you know, whatever at this point <laughs> when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it, and it hurts. You know, it didn't bother me Sunday into midway Tuesday. But midway through the day Tuesday, I kind of started to just, just feel pain. You know, <laughs> it wasn't anger or anything like that. It, it was more just like hurt. You know, it's like it's like those of us who uh, significant others have cheated on them before and you caught them cheating. And it's, and you feel that pain. There's just the betrayal and, you know, uh, 
just the pain of that individual cheating on you. And I feel like I was cheated. And I feel like I was cheated because I was told that this was going to be a different team from last season. I was told that the proper changes were made. The right people were brought in that we were going to get a different offense uh, as opposed to last season, that pedestrian, predictable, uh, uh, conservative offense that we got last year that got us absolutely nowhere to be more accurate. It got us a seven and nine record. And I was led to believe that things were going to change this season where here we stand six weeks in and you can make the argument that it did change. This offense looks worse than it did last season. You know, statistically they're worse. You know, if you compare the first six weeks of last season to the first six weeks of this season thus far, we are worse. And I don't understand it. At least last year, we had a built-in excuse. Everybody was hurt, which they were. You know, (laughs) Michael Thomas was hurt. You had uh, Alvin Kamara. I think he missed a couple of games last year. Plus, he had that looming suspension coming, and that weighed on him, and he was dejected there. Jameis Winston got hurt, you know, uh, and the list goes on and on. And now everybody's healthy. We have even more weapons than we had last season. We have a quote unquote better quarterback than we had last season and nothing. We have <laughs> nothing to show for it. And it is so frustrating. It's so frustrating as, as a Saints fan, you know what I'm saying? As a Saints fan, and you look at this schedule that we have in front of us or still have majority of it, and you're like, man, there's no reason the New Orleans Saints shouldn't just run crazy through this schedule. You see the state of this division, and you're like, man, there's no reason the Saints shouldn't just run through this division. And we're three and three. Now, three and three isn't bad. It could be worse. We could be the Carolina Panthers who have yet to win a game this year, but three and three is not good, you know? <laughs> not with this quality of talent, not with this uh 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 schedule. Um there's no reason why we should be three and three. And then you look at those three losses. That's the thing that keeps playing in my head for the past couple of days. These three losses that we have now should the saints be six and oh right now i'm not gonna go that far i'm not gonna go that far but they could be (laughs) they could be look at the three losses let's start with the first one we lost to tampa well we did lose to tampa but our first loss was to green bay with a 17 to nothing lead in the fourth quarter saints lost that game the saints lost that game and Jordan Love didn't do anything spectacular. It, it, he didn't go nuclear on the Saints defense per se. It, it it was more or less the Saints offense just went stagnant and couldn't do anything and kept giving the ball back to the Packers. And we lost. Packers really didn't do anything. All respect to them, they won the game. Good for them. But whatever. Okay, we'll shake that off. We had a a brain fart in that game, right? So we was willing to move on. 
Tampa Bay was next with Baker Mayfield uh, uh, under center. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Now, you look at that score and you're like, man, Tampa put it on the Saints. 29 to 6, I think the score was. You're like, man, they put it on the Saints. Okay, tell me what this, tell me what Tampa did. Tell, tell me. What did Tampa do to destroy the Saints? You still catch you still can't figure it out, right? I'm still baffled by that game. I, I don't understand what happened. I don't know what happened. Cause if you look at the statistics in that game, Saints won in every statistical category, but lost by 20. (laughs) I just don't get it. And then we go to last week, last week versus the Houston Texans. And once again, Houston came out hot. Houston, we didn't match the energy, you know, at first. And Houston jumped on the Saints. Had a, had, a, had a nice uh, first half. You know, Saints missed the field goal in the first half. They missed one in the second half as well. But, you know, we were still in the game. The game was never out of reach. But we get to the second half, Saints shut down. Or should I say the Saints defense shut down the Houston Texans offense. They only scored three points in the second half. And the Saints still couldn't capitalize. And this is with Derek Carr throwing for like a million yards last week but couldn't score mind boggling. And I, I want to touch in on this before we st- uh, go into our preview that I've heard a lot over the past couple of days about Derek Carr in his uh, red zone uh, percentage or whatever going dating back to when he was in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Now he may be bad in the red zone. I don't know. I didn't really pay that much attention to him when he was in Las Vegas. You know, he may be bad in the red zone. But I'm hearing a lot of vitriol towards Derek Carr because we can't score in the red zone. Some of that may be true. But let's not forget, people. Let's not let's not lose sight of ourselves here. Saints couldn't score in the red zone for years. And this is going back to Drew Brees. Saints was having uh, serious troubles getting touchdowns in the red zone. It was like, uh, it was like pulling teeth, man. This goes back to Sean Payton. I mean, I want to say, I want to say like 2018, 2017, maybe. That's when it really started to rear his head that we could not punch the ball in, in the red zone. And, it's just the cycle, man. It, it hasn't stopped. It's the same thing. And it's it's rearing this ugly head yet again this year. And that's not to excuse Derek Carr. I'm not excusing him, you know, but I'm not putting it all on him like a lot of people are. Because it, it's not fair. It's not, it's not fair to Derek Carr. And I, I think that people really need to look back and just look at this team as a totality and really analyze it for what it is. This team is a three and three team, which means they're a 500 team, which means they're an average team. I would go as far to say they're below average, but you are what your record says you are. But this week, 
this Thursday night in primetime at home. Nonetheless, the New Orleans Saints will make their home Thursday night football debut on the NFL's Amazon Prime video package when they host the Jacksonville Jaguars in the Caesars Superdome. The Jacksonville Jaguars sit atop the AFC South with a record of 4-2 and two and are coming off of a 37-20 win over the Colts just this past Sunday. Uh, Jacksonville had two touchdowns through the air and two touchdowns on the ground while they picked off Colts quarterback Garner Minshew three times. Uh, the, the Jaguars and the Saints defense are tied for second in the league with eight interceptions apiece. We'll probably have to wait until game day to learn the real uh, injury status, and we're going to go over the injury report in a few minutes, but just to give you a preview, uh, Jacksonville uh, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, he had suffered a knee injury in the game just this past week and is day-to-day according to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, but I, I fully expect him to play. I don't I don't see him not playing in this game. Uh, the Saints are coming off a 20-13 to loss to the Houston Texans just this past Sunday. Derek Carr had his highest yardage total in his first six uh, games as a New Orleans Saints quarterback as he finished the contest completing 32 of 50 pass attempts for 353 yards in a touchdown. It was Carr's 10th highest output as a pro in his 35th career 300-yard passing game. While the Saints offense gained 430 yards, 24 first downs, and converted 40% on third down, the red zone struggles were too much to overcome as they failed to come away with a touchdown on three trips in the red zone. Historically, between these two teams, the Saints have the upper hand in the season series against the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, including winning the last four matchups and holding a 5-2 and two overall lead in this series. This is the eighth uh, uh, contest between these two franchises. The New Orleans Saints won the first ever meeting between these two teams, 17 to 13 back in 1996 at the Superdome before dropping the next two contests, one in 1999 where the Saints lost 41 to 23. I remember that game. Um, and the infamous 20 to 19 loss <laughs> in 2003, both in Jacksonville. Uh, that that came in 2000. That game in 2003, if y'all remember. That was the River City Relay, I think they called it. They dubbed it. That was the one with the laterals. That's when uh, Aaron Brooks was the quarterback and uh, Jim Haslett was the coach, I believe. Yes, he was the coach. And Saints scored on a lateral. They lateraled the ball about five times and scored with no time left. And I was like, oh, my God, this is epic. And it, it was close to Christmas because we had the Christmas tree up. And I'm going to tell you why that is uh, poignant in <laughs> in this story for in a couple of seconds. And John Carney, our kicker at the time, lines up to kick the extra point to send us into overtime. 
and he missed and i mean missed it it wasn't even close as soon as it left his foot it immediately shot off to the left i mean it was unbelievable you couldn't he couldn't do that on purpose how bad he kicked it i mean an extra point i immediately stood up screamed yelled at the tv you know a few expertives and i proceeded to kick the christmas tree and when i kicked the christmas tree <laughs> it fell over and you know the little christmas tree stand it broke and so <laughs> i had to prop the christmas tree up against the wall the christmas tree was on a gangster lean until christmas uh <laughs> that year because i kicked the tree and broke it and my wife came out the back because she doesn't watch the games with me because she feels that I'm too animated. And she comes from out the back and she's like, it's just a game. And I started to run. I, I, I just looked at her and she went back into Cause I was like, don't come. Don't you dare. <laughs> not for this one. No, no, no. That, that I don't want to hear it. But yeah, that was, that was my memory of that 20 to 19 loss in 2003. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a day that lives in infamy here in the Reed household. <laughs> uh, but let's go over the, uh, league averages or, or should I say the lead rankings for both teams? Um, the new Orleans saints, as we said before, they are three and three. The Jacksonville Jaguars are four and two scoring average. Here's the NFL rankings for both teams. Saints are ranked 24th in scoring average with 18.2 points a game. I just want y'all to let that soak for a second. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, they are ranked 10th, uh, 23.7 scoring average. Opponent scoring average, Saints are ranked 6th with 16 points a game jacksonville is 15th with 20.3 total offense saints 20th in the league with 300 and 312.5 the jacksonville jaguars total offense 13th 337.3 rushing offense saints are ranked 23rd with an average of 95.8 per game Jacksonville is ranked 16th with 113.5 per game. Passing offense, Saints are ranked 15th, and I'm actually shocked by that because uh, <laughs> I thought it would be much lower than that. But uh, passing offense, Saints are ranked 15th with 216.7 yards per game. Jacksonville, on the other hand, is ranked 12th with 223.8. Total defense, Saints are ranked fifth in the league, uh, only allowing 278.3 yards a game. Jacksonville's defense is ranked 21st, allowing 345.7 per game. Rushing defense, Saints are ranked ninth, allowing only 96.3 yards a game. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, on the other hand, have one of the best run defenses in the lead they are ranked third only allowing 75.3 yards a game 
passing defense. Saints are ranked fifth in the league, 182 yards per game to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are ranked 31st. That is one off of the last <laughs> ranked uh, passing defense in the league. They allow 270.3 yards a game. Turnover margin, Saints are a plus two. They are tied for 12th in the league, whereas the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are a plus seven. They are the second in the league uh, with turnover margin. That is scary. Uh, penalties, I know this is going to be disgusting. Saints have 43 penalties in six games to Jacksonville's 28. Since we're breaking down numbers, let's go over our season leaders of passing yardage for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is Trevor Lawrence. He is 141 of 210 passes, 1,439 yards passing, seven touchdowns and three interceptions. For the New Orleans Saints, our leading passer is Derek Carr. He is 120. 30 over 200 pass attempts, 1,299 yards passing, five touchdowns and three interceptions. Running uh, the leading rusher for the Jacksonville Jaguars is ETN. Uh, he has 113 carries, 451 yards, and five touchdowns for the New Orleans Saints. Is of course Alvin Kamara with. 52 carries, 199 yards, and one touchdown. Leading receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars is Kurt. He has 33 receptions, 384 yards, and two touchdowns. For the Saints, it is Chris Olave with 32 receptions, 414 yards, and one touchdown. Our injury report for Thursday night's matchup between the Saints and the Jaguars, starting with the Jaguars, they have a few people who are out. Uh, are they key injuries? Maybe. But, you know, judging by the last six weeks, that doesn't matter for the Saints. <laughs> but anywho, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, their right receiver, uh, Zay Jones, he is ruled out for Thursday night's game. Tyson Campbell, cornerback, has been ruled out. Uh, Walker Little. Offensive tackle, he is out. Devon Hamilton, their defensive tackle, is on IR. And the big one on their list is Trevor Lawrence, quarterback. He is questionable, but uh, I'm not questioning it at all because I believe he's going to play. For the New Orleans Saints, um, we have we have some we have some names on here that's kind of disturbing. Um <laughs> that is new to the list. We have our usual suspects, Landon Young, offensive tackle. He is out yet again. Uh, Jamal Williams, running back, is still out. He's on IR. And uh, Jawan Johnson, tight end, he is out still with that calf. At this point, I don't know why they just don't put him on IR. I don't know. I don't know what's the issue with Jawan Johnson. You know, that calf must be really, really serious. But uh, we miss him. Because <laughs> obviously uh, he was a big part of this offense because it's all thrown off because he's not playing. But anyway, the two names that popped up on this list that's disturbing to me 
is Demario Davis, linebacker. He is questionable for Thursday night's game. And Teron Matthew, uh, safety. He is also questionable. I, I expect them to play. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it, it, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It, we getting to the point now where uh, the injuries are going to start piling up as further we get into the season. This is a game that is uh, crucial on so many levels because you kind of got a mini buy here, you know, after this game, as opposed to having seven games or seven days, should I say, till the next game, you're going to have 10. So it's like a mini buy. You're going to have three extra days to heal up, to rest up. You know, it'll feel much, much better if you win. And so that's the biggest question going into this game. Uh, Keys to victory for the New Orleans Saints against the Jacksonville Jaguars this Thursday night is pretty much the same thing I've been saying all week. Well, all season long is find a way to run the ball. Find a way to keep a defense honest. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm fully aware that the Jacksonville Jaguars run defense is one of the best in the league. To be more accurate, it's the third best in the league. They only allow 75 yards a game rushing. And so it's going to be tough. But keep them honest. You can't go one-dimensional on a team. I know, yeah, they're the top three defense against the run, but they're the bottom two defense against the pass. You know, and they know that. You know that. But don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe because that same pass defense caught uh, three interceptions last week. (laughs) So they're not that bad. And so don't don't fall for that. Oh, we're gonna be all right. We we'll just throw it on this weak pass defense of Jacksonville. No 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 no. Keep them honest. Run the ball. Um, use some screen passes. Use the screen game. Work. This is the biggest key to victory. Work the middle of the field for some strange reason. Pete Carmichael, uh, uh Derek. Car, who, whoever is out, whoever decision it is to stay away from the middle of the field is a stupid decision because the middle of the field is wide open every single play, but they refuse to utilize it defensively. Defensively, um, contain ETN. It with with Trevor Lawrence being hampered with that knee injury, that lets me know they're gonna. Re- lean on to that run game. And so I, I would force Trevor Lawrence to beat me. I'm going to contain ETN, if not shut him down. Because they if they're able to run, control the clock, control the uh 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 the pace of the game by pounding the ball, we're gonna be in trouble. So we have to shut that down and shut that down quick. And let let the Jacksonville Jaguars know that they're in for a long night. And so those are my uh, keys to victory. The over-under for this game is 40. And I don't know how he got to that. And normally I don't talk about the over-unders and the spreads and all that there on here. But that number just 
jumped out to me like is Vegas they on crack or something? <laughs> There's no way these teams score. I don't see neither one of them going over twenty points. Because what one one the Saints are incapable of scoring over twenty points for some strange reason, unless they play uh, New England. But I I don't I and mean, I don't see Jacksonville really putting a, a high score on the Saints. So I I don't know what this forty come from it, it i don't know it could be but it it just jumped out to me i mean ah i would take the under <laughs> i would take the under but you know hey anything can happen you know <laughs> especially when it comes to the new orleans saints but uh my prediction uh and i know i'm gonna regret this uh <laughs> my prediction is a saints victory i think the saints were embarrassed last week. Uh, if they weren't, I was embarrassed for them. But I, I think they're going to bounce back. And honestly, to be 100% honest, the reason I think the Saints are going to win this game is not because of the X's and O's or, you know, this player or that player or this one. I think Dennis Allen, I think, I think, I think he's reading the room. I think he knows. <laughs> The seat is getting hot because you're squandering a perfect opportunity this season. And if you lose this game, there's going to have to be some decisions. And I mean some tough decisions to be made. Uh, And I don't know if he's going to survive it. Uh, Well, he may survive. I don't know about his other coaching compadre. So I, I, I take they're going to come out with some uh, fire this week. Uh, you know, uh, will it be enough to defeat Jacksonville? I don't know. I mean, Jacksonville, they're not world beaters by no stretch of the imagination, but they're a solid team. And the Saints have yet to announce th- to the world that they're a solid team. <laughs> they don't even have an identity. Uh, I, I, whatever. Anyways, I do predict the Saints will win this game. I don't have a score. I don't know. It could be by half a point, whatever the case may be. But I, I think the Saints will win off of that logic. I think that uh, last week kind of humbled them. Uh, if the week before didn't do it, I think last week really did do it. So we, we'll see. We'll see. As always, after the game goes final this Thursday night, I will return with a recap of the Saints versus the Jaguars. Hopefully it will be a victory. I would like to know what you think about this upcoming game. Do you think the Saints will bounce back against Jacksonville or are you looking forward to the same? Do you think it's going to be three in a row in the lose column for the New Orleans Saints? I would love to know your thoughts going into this Thursday night matchup. Email the show kbradiopodcast at gmail.com we're on all social media platforms as well. Just look up the KB Radio Network. Also, YouTube. Subscribe to the KB Radio Network channel and like this video if you don't mind. Also, don't forget about the five stars, the reviews, and sharing this show. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you are currently listening to the Dome Patrol here on the KB Radio Network. Everyone, thank you for joining me for this preview 
of the Thursday night matchup between the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to New Orleans to take on our Saints in the Caesar Superdome. 7-15 on Prime Video. Can't wait to speak to you after the game to talk about prayerfully a Saints victory. Until then, enjoy the game. And who that?